and the thing is, and this I, I'm sure like loads of people can kind of understand this that you've got all these people coming and this 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 experience is changing their life and at that point you're like there's no way i can quit there's just not it's just not even you, you can't even contemplate it holding on letting go holding on Believe, letting go always know exactly when to Hi everyone, welcome to episode two. First of all, thank you to everyone who listened to episode one and shared what had resonated or what you were taking away from it. It was really great to hear. I'm really excited about today's episode with Danny Bent, who was the founder of Project Awesome. My relationship with Project Awesome started in July 2015 when I met a friend for dinner on a Tuesday evening and she said, I've been going to this running club. It's at 6.30 in the morning and you should come. I was like, I'm not going to that. <laughs> Sounds horrendous. And she was like, it's really fun. Everyone's really lovely. And we all go for coffee afterwards. And I was like, okay, I like coffee. I will come for the coffee. So I remember the next morning I got myself up and went to this running club and it was incredible. I remember just buzzing for the rest of the day. I met such great people. The workout was really fun, really inclusive. And I also remember like there were quite a lot of people there, but Danny sat down with me in the coffee afterwards and wanted to get to know me as a new member and was asking all about playing the ukulele. And I just, there was such a warmth and natural ability to build communities. And it was anyone who's ever met Danny will have felt that, have felt his warmth and his, his just enthusiasm for life and people and making things happen and connecting everyone. And I started going to this running club quite regularly and it was just amazing. I met really good friends, got really back into my fitness. And I'd say from the outside, it would have seemed to anyone that Danny was having the time of his life. Like he was so in his element every time he ran these sessions and all of the chats afterwards but one day he came to the session and said I'm not running this anymore I'm really burnt out and we were so shocked like no one had any idea and I think it I think you're going to really enjoy this episode because it, it Danny has been so honest and vulnerable about what was going on for him at that time about how he made the decision about what's what what it was like for him afterwards and i think for anyone who's ever been part of a community or has set up a community it will be yeah i'd be interested to hear what you take from this around what is the responsibility of someone who set up a community in terms of are we allowed to step away when it's is it really ours anymore to decide we don't want to run and also around identity. So when you're so intertwined with something you're running, and this might not just be a community, but any business or project, where do you stop and where does the project begin? And I think this kind of, this lack of clarity about 
where about where who you are when you're running something you care about is is really interesting that we explore in this episode and the third thing is like who are you when you step away from something that you that has been your life and i think so many people during the pandemic will have had to make decisions to step away from 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 all sorts of identities so yeah really i hope you enjoy the episode danny has got lots of cool stuff going on i've put all of the things in the show notes that he's up to um, but follow him on social media and give him some love for, for sharing this vulnerable episode. And finally, a sound apology about this episode. I had bought a new microphone to do my podcast interviews and then connected Zoom settings to my headphones. <laughs> so annoyingly, the sound was me speaking into my headphones, which isn't the clearest, but I hope that you can still enjoy it. And it's mostly Danny talking. All right. Enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Holding on, letting go. Holding on, Please. letting go. Always know exactly when to fall. Letting go. Always know exactly when to Danny, so nice to chat to you <laughs> um, after so long. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. No worries. Do you want me to share a little bit about who you are for those who shock don't know who you are? Well, I guess I mean I, I live a really the 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 things I do in life is all centered around just being the pure version of me and just you, you know if if I it's very hard to say like I'm Danny and I'm a because. I just like, basically I'm a Danny, I'm just me. And I try and live a life as fully and closely uh, aligned to my heart and my desires and all that sort of thing. But, you know, it's led me on like a a wild life of um, doing, being on crazy adventures, cycling to India, competing for Great Britain at triathlon. I've kind of created these communities create adventures for other people, written books, you know, the kind of list goes on, but um, really it's just a pure expression of who I am. Yeah, I love that. You're an ENFP, aren't you? I'm an ENFP, I, th- yeah. I think this is just so classic ENFP, like, I've got to be me in a business. <laughs> Everything must be expressed. I love it. Quid. So we got to know each other through Project Awesome which is an amazing yeah. community running club. It was free fitness. Um, do you want to share a little bit about how that got started? Because I think it's such a great story. Yes, Project Awesome is super loud, super colourful, free fitness for everyone. Uh, and before uh, these times, COVID times, it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday in London. And then it, it kind of spread to Bristol, Liverpool, Edinburgh. Um, and... It's um, it came about really because I I did a I organized a continuous running relay across America and to to raise funds and show support for the people that were affected by the Boston Marathon bombings. And that community was just so incredible. And I just saw these amazing, like bright light sparks, incredible, incredibleness coming out of that community in America. And I just thought. Um, I wanted to have um, something like that when I got back to England and back to London. And 
I experienced something called November Project out in America that has a similar vibe to Project Awesome with like a massive inspiration for it. And um, really, I just came back and I just set about creating a community that I could feel part of, really. And it started with me and uh, there were three people on the first day. They'd encouraged me to kind of get out and do it. So they supported me. And but quite a few days, um, it was just me and one other person. And but then it, it slowly caught on. It slowly grew until we were getting 300 people down at um, City Hall outside the mayor's office, chanting about unicorns, rainbows and pixie dust and doing kind of badass workouts that feel like you're having us having fun and being social with your mates. But you, you end up kind of accidentally getting super fit doing it. And that's where you came in. And this wasn't this wasn't at any time, was it? Like, tell everyone what time these workouts were. <laughs> Yeah, so the, um, oh, it's, it's going back, isn't it? But um, so we'd meet at six thirty in the morning, and and then uh, you know, and then the, the workout goes on for about an hour, and then we'd always get, end up going back to a coffee shop or something like this, and just all hanging out afterwards. And 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 I always think that's where if you're ever going to do anything like this, whether you're setting up any sort of community, there has to be some sort of uh, external part of it where people get to just go and sit mm. and express their hearts and their desires and things like this and that's where all the magic like the, all the stories I love talking about come from that that coffee shop yeah and the the amazing you know, there's, there's incredible stories from Project Awesome and the the fitness related stuff but then all the kind of it it's so nice to see people come and be lit up and people people would say like people who are who um, are the kind of bosses of people that come to Project Awesome. I've met them and they've been like, I always knew when um, yeah, Bob had been to Project Awesome because he mm -hmm. was his, his eyes were so bright and his his mood was just so good for the rest of the day. And that all those stories are really super cool, but it's when that kind of starts then having a domino effect on the rest of your life and you you start experiencing changes not just on that day that you're experiencing Project Awesome, but within the whole of your life and the whole of your relationships and all that sort of stuff. What were some of the, the things that you were most proud of that you saw that happened as a result of Project Awesome? Um, well, there's, there's one standout one, which is to do with fitness. And that is um, a girl called Laura Maisie. She came um, to, she used to work in one of the coffee shops and she'd take the piss out of us actually for like what we were wearing and just this fact that we were doing exercise and stuff like this but she kind of got intrigued by this idea that people were meeting up and chanting about weird things like unicorns and stuff and and she'd had a um she came she came one morning to primrose hill this is on the hill the hill session and um she came to watch it just to see what was going on she got up early for some strange reason to see these people being idiots and um and she'd never, ever done any sport in her life ever before. She had a, a big operation when she was a child. She's got a big scar to kind of, to, sh to show that kind of history. And uh, at school, if it was PE time, she'd just be like, no, I don't do, I don't do it because and she'd kind of show her scar and say, this is, I don't, I don't do sports. But she came to Project Awesome, she's standing there and, and we all encouraged her to, to join us running the hills and you know, just encouraged her to walk them. And she walked them and she did a few, we were kind of passing her high-fiving, hugging as we go. Like that was a big core part of what this was all about. And, and then she, she contacted me the next morning. I think she had quite a nice time, contacted me the next morning and said she'd, uh, it felt like her body had been through a car accident 
and um but that didn't put her off she came back the next week and she kind of contacted me the next day and was like oh it didn't hurt quite as much this this time and then the third week she came back she woke up the next morning and um and and didn't feel any pain so she went out for a walk in her local park and then that slowly transitioned to running and and to kind of cut a long story short a year and a bit after her first um, session at Project Awesome she flew to Rome for a, a lovely holiday and then she put on a rucksack and her running shorts turned around and she ran home from Rome back to the UK and she started blogging for the Huffington Post about running and you know it became such a core part of it and and, and again you know, her relationships changed through it and her, the way she saw herself the, the the way she felt about herself all those sorts of things everything just kind of completely changed in her life and I think she for me is number one is the number one story of uh of Project Awesome but but the, but the, the other ones uh such as like two guys two newbies came they came to the coffee shop afterwards one of them there was a, somehow conversations got onto your kind of dreams of what um what what people have wanted to do since they were kids and one of them said oh, I've always wanted to kayak down the Amazon and a few months after and then there was another another newbie there and it was like they didn't know each other and they're like oh wow that sounds cool and a few months after that they stopped coming to project awesome which is sad but six months after that they came back and they told us a story of how they'd kayak down the amazon together and just little things like that are just so incredible the first people to paddleboard down the ganges came they all met at project awesome just these like yeah it's, it's, it's as much to do with everyone else as it is to do with those people because they come up with this idea like say to paddleboard down the Ganges or to kayak, kayak down um, the Amazon and all these people around them are like wow that sounds cool and, and and you know if you look in your life like anyone who's listening looks into their life there's people around them that would be like that but there's a lot of people that probably would be like well you're probably going to get shot at or mm-hmm. what about the alligators or the piranhas or you know what, whatever this this is but this community was very much like wow that sounds cool why yeah go go get it go chase your dreams with all your heart and so it's kind of you know all every success is a testament to the community rather than a testament to any sort of individual so yeah, yeah. and then you know i could have got i could go on that's amazing for hours i'm so i'm actually really surprised i didn't know that story about laura because when i joined project awesome she must have already been part of it or like by the time I met Laura, she was so integrated in the community. I assumed she'd always been part of it. I'm really moved to hear that. Yeah, to hear how she got involved. And I feel like there've been others, haven't there? That were like running past, and then you you kind of were like come and join. And it, there's been a kind of like serendipity to some of the people who've just happened to be there, or um, or yeah. But I, I think you know. Yeah, that yeah like that happens all the time. All, all the time. Uh, I mean loads of people would run past and they'd be like oh well how much you know how much does it cost to do this and everyone be like you know they just ask people they're running past and like oh it's free and they're like what (laughs) and then I say like oh god but how fit do you have to be and like you don't have to be fit every single workout was organized so that you could be um yeah we've got elite athletes that do come but we've also got uh, a great grandma that comes and uh, she will walk the steps that we're doing and, mm-hmm. you know, all this sort of stuff. And it's just all kind of goes round in a circle. So if, if you if you pause time or you ring the big bell that I have, that means you've got to dance wildly for uh, 10 mm-hmm. seconds. Nobody knows who's in the lead. It's yeah. not like a race, but 
Um, I think that's what was so clever about it, actually. There was such a, there was no sense of competition. It was such, I think it's probably one of the most inclusive spaces I've ever been in. Just, and and I think it's so much down to you, Danny, the way you set up, um, just even from the moment people arrive. And I think one of the things that I always noticed is that once you'd been once, you were then one of the old ones, (laughs) as in like the newbies were only new the first time they came. And to come to a community where already you're part of the team when you've been there one time is so powerful because often you go to these places and it takes quite a while to feel part of it. But you that was such a psychological shift where you're like, oh yeah, I'm already in the, I'm already welcoming the new people because I've been here once. a huge success what was the impact for you so what what an amazing thing to have done to set something up where you we've got like i don't know what it is now you know over ten thousand followers on social media and you're getting like 300 people are getting up at half five in the morning some people even earlier to get there for half past six to come and do a workout and you know like you'll never i'll never forget those feelings when you show up and it's like that and we're we're chanting and you can hear like we'd do we'd i shout rain and then everyone else would shout bow and that bow would just echo all you just it would continuously go on bouncing off the walls of all the buildings around london not just like the ones around us it was so loud it would kind of go <laughs> off across the river and into the city and all that sort of stuff and then come back and and so all those sorts of things are, are amazing. I've made great friends from it. And, and, you know, I've got a community around me now because uh, that kind of support whatever you do. And that is, that's also in, insanely powerful. And, and you know, I, but at, when you're doing it and I was getting up at half past five for the three times a week to do these workouts and you're planning these workouts and you're doing all the social media and you're making sure you get every single new, new per new face there i'm trying to remember what their name is trying to remember something about them so i can kind of inter- integrate them into the community and get them next to the right people and all you know just like you're just trying to manipulate people to be have the best time of their lives really and or obviously you're not ch- you're not charging anything but you still have to pay insurance and stuff like this like i, I was probably doing with project orson the equivalent of two or three full-time jobs and you're uh-huh. not getting any money for it at all and then slowly that starts to take it out of you and you, you people, you know, and this is absolutely nothing against the people that come, but like people don't realize mm-hmm. what you're probably putting into this because they just, you know, they assume you're not absolutely mental and doing it to, to, the, to the detriment of your own life and the detriment of your own financial situation and all these sorts of things. Because who would do that? Because it'd be crazy. But that is exactly what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And then slowly that starts to have an effect on you and what you are doing in, you know, like how you live your life. And it became, I like, every time I met someone, I, like, I was thinking Project Awesome. Project Awesome was my baby. And I was just yeah. like, anything I can do to better Project Awesome. And then, and then, and slowly, like I've got a lot of energy. I've got a lot of passion, but slowly that, uh, you don't have enough for yourself, and that, mm-hmm. and then I probably, probably, I, I mean, I don't know how long it was currently going on, but you know, it slowly took took away my energy for myself, and then, you know, I think it was probably 
by the time I quit doing Project Awesome, I was probably on the verge of a proper, probably not on the verge. I was probably having a breakdown. Yeah. And and um, and I was and I just did. I, and the thing is, and this I, I'm sure like loads of people can kind of understand this. That you've got all these people coming, and this 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 experience is changing their life. And at that point, you're like, there's no way I can quit. There's just not. It's just not even. You, you can't even contemplate it because you're you're you, they're, they're it is a hundred people's health is so much more like the detriment to yours is the betterment of someone else's and i guess it, it, get, it got to a certain stage where i wasn't able to support these people anymore and i probably um because it wasn't just it wasn't just project awesome like these are all the people that came were my babies as well so i wanted to support everything they were yeah. doing so if they were hosting something themselves they you know or they're yeah they're showing their uh, film from their adventure they've been on that's inspired by Project Awesome. I'm there because I need to be, and so and and, and you know, so everything starts breaking down. And you know, get the the, the last level of a, a breakdown is when you start kind of trying to lose yourself within something, be it drugs, alcohol, mm-hmm. sex, gambling. Um, you're trying, you know, at that point, you're trying to hide from this kind of overriding wave that is crushing you. And, uh, you know, that, that's the level I got to probably, I don't know where I'm talking too much, but kind of on a girl level that you, it was just like, I was just trying to lose myself. And, and then, and, you know, in, in doing that, obviously, whichever of those choices you make is actually again at the detriment. So you start, everything just accelerates it's at that point And you just have, you just got, if you, if you don't quit, you kind of collapse. <laughs> and, uh, so, um, but, 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 you know, I, I, was fortunate enough to be around the you know a singular person and this is Lally who I kind of had that conversation with and that and it just became very clear I just talked about it once and it was all just like so clear mm. that I was I needed to get out of it and you know for, for, for the good of everyone not just for the good of me and right. and I and, and I I just spoke to four of the kind of core super core members about it about the fact that i had to go and there, and, and i just thought it was going to be i have to close the project awesome down because i just everything was on my shoulders mm. and they were just like oh no we'll take it on we'll take we'll take it on between mm. the four of us and you're kind of like oh right there was an option after all you were just either hiding from it or whatever it was but it's that thing isn't it when you're when you're so in something you can't delegate because like how would you even start when you know everything about it like people often say that don't they like it would take more energy and time to explain to someone else what they needed to do than to just do it yourself and so yeah i mean there was an assumption that that would that you were holding it all yeah yes and, and you know and i guess and i was struggling to hold it all so you don't want to put that onto other people and but yeah, but yeah it was like no way are we letting this end we're coming we're, we're going to we're going to sort it out between between us if we need, it needs more people we'll you know and, and you know consequently like and you've been involved like to you helping helping those guys manage yeah. it and so um and you know and, and, and yeah, that was the greatness of the community they were all there for each other and and you know i was just mm-hmm. wasn't able to see that because i was so deep within it um, I'm, I'm really curious. Yeah, I'm really curious. Um, obviously, talk, when I hear you talk about it now, it sounds so clear what was going on. How aware were you of that at the time that you were in this kind of near breakdown, break burnout? Oh no, I didn't have any clue. 
no what was going on like how are you experiencing life day to day i just very very tired i'd get very Mm -hmm. stressed if i because i i if i couldn't have a little nap in the afternoon it was that was heavy because i knew that i'd probably be doing something in the evening and then getting up very early the next morning and um and i and i i strangely like i'm not one of these people that says i can survive on five hours sleep or something i i, I like eight hours and you know you know i'll put athlete in inverted commas but i'm an athlete who who likes to train and push his body mm. and you need recovery time if you don't have recovery yeah. time you you just bounce something's because something's got to break and and, and, and you know and, and in addition to that you know i was trying to work i, I lived off credit cards for it was it's, it's mental I was living off credit cards. I was like taking out these 0% credit cards and living off them because I just believed in what I was doing. And when that, you know, even looking, that's the kind of probably the first time I've really said that out loud to anyone who's not like within my super inner circle. Mm. It's just like saying that is just so mental. I, I probably did that for six months to a year. And so what pressure is that putting on you? It's, mm. it's, 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 it's quite, actually quite emotional saying that. If, if anyone knows me, I'm very, very in the present. And if, like, I don't think, it's one of my, it's one of my absolute greatest strengths. I'm not yeah. worrying about what's happened in the past. I'm not worrying about what's going to happen in the future. I'm just like here now. Yeah. And, you know, you, everyone knows it. When, when you engage with someone who is present with you and they're ta- you're talking to them and they're actually listening rather than thinking, oh, I've got to get that, you know, the Instagram post out or, I better remember to go and get the shopping on the way home or, you know, just bollocks that goes on inside each other's, our own heads. I'm not really like that. I'm like very much um, just here now present. And that is a beauty, but it, it makes thinking about the future very, very hard. And whether that is, you know, whether that's ENFP, whether that's a bit of (laughs) dyslexia, a bit of a attention deficit, whatever it is, it's, it's, it's there. And it's a it's a struggle, but also a super strength. Yeah, and I remember Danny the day that you announced that you were stepping down for Project Awesome, and I remember because I it was at Project Awesome, wasn't it? It was at the Wednesday, which was like the big one at the Scoop and more London. And I remember you saying, "I've got an announcement. I've got an announcement." And I don't think anyone knew what that announcement would be, but I remember you looking really worried. I was like, "Oh, I think it's not a good announcement for him." What do you remember? Like, what was going through your mind as you were about to share? Like, you'd made the decision to step down from Project Awesome. Do you remember that experience? Um, I don't actually remember that, like, telling everyone, but I do remember that conversation with Lally and just saying, and and the relief I experienced yeah. just saying it to her. It was like it was just it was like a revela- revelation. It was it was like oh my goodness, it's almost like I found the holy grail. Because because you know this is what one of I think I had started having thoughts like in my head of things like, wouldn't it be great if I got cancer? Because then, you know, I mean, you you know, this is just my brain. I'm just, I'm just opening up like what I went through. It's not, you know, of course I didn't want that, but that was kind of a thought because then, then I'd have an excuse to quit. Yeah. I, I remember hearing about JK Rowling when she was writing the seventh or sixth or seventh books um for she i remember her saying she wished she could break her arm then she would have an excuse not to write wow. and, and it was something it's just something akin to that basically it's just like 
we thought we needed it. I I thought I needed an excuse. She probably needed an excuse because she's got a multi-billion dollar uh, deal going with it. Whereas for me, uh, it wasn't quite the same. Wow. So there was a relief. Oh to yeah. To realize just, like, oh, I, there was an option. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just, just, just that, and yeah, just, just saying it out loud was just like, oh, whoa. Br- it was like coming up from underwater and being able to breathe. Yeah. Uh, crazy, isn't it? And was it? I don't think it's crazy. I, I think I think it's just really it just is so clear from from well the, the fact that it was such relief and, and and felt like a holy grail just shows how much pressure you were under and, and how you were unable to see it when you were so deep in it. Yeah. Like you you needed a way out there. And was it that she said you could quit or did she ask you something and then no, you, you no. suggested did it, it come from you? Came from me. It was just a pro I, I think I'm what I do have a what would probably be you know, in 20 years ago would be a kind of feminine part of my personality, which is to talk about things until you find this, yeah. you, you find until you find the problem and then you try and find a solution. And, um, and I think I was just talking and then it just suddenly like, Oh, it just, everything aligns like the matrix or something. And you're like, Oh, right. I can actually see now. That's, that's what I need to do. <laughs> oh, amazing. And how long was it then before you actually stepped down? I think, it was, I think it was almost immediately really yeah yeah I think it was uh yeah obviously just align things with the guys and then yeah you know that just kind of that transition just started happening very very easily and very authentically and very nicely and that was that really how was it for you once you stepped down did you I can't remember but did you kind of distance yourself a bit from it for a while or, or did you still go to the workouts like what was your connection with it after you stepped down I um, definitely distanced myself. I try to not pay any attention to it on social or because you know, I'm mm. judging everything. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not judging. I wasn't judging, but I was looking at everything from the eyes of the parent. It's like, yeah. I guess, you know, like a parent that sends their kid to school, you're just like, there's going to be things that probably aren't done to the, the way that you would do. Or, or just differently and all that sort of stuff. So I just tried to keep keep away from it. And, I, I, and, and a, there was a few times where I would kind of come back or I would um, get involved in something like a, a brand wanted to do something with it or something like that. And I would um, kind of get pulled into it because of that conversation. And then you, and, and, then, and then it all starts to flow again and you just like, you're, you're wrapping all your arms and limbs around this baby. And then you just like, oh no, 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 that's that's a bad habit. Get get back <laughs> and pull yourself away. Mm-hmm. And, and but you've also invested. It's just, you know, I, I love sunk cost syndrome. Yeah, the kind mm-hmm. of idea that you you invest ten minutes into something, and you're like, well, I may as well invest ten more minutes. And before you know it, you've invested twenty more minutes, an hour, days, weeks, and and you know untold other costs mm-hmm. that you know not just time, and. And anyway, I guess there's a, there was definitely an element of that. Like I've worked so hard to get it to the to to this level, you don't just let it go now. It's just you know it's getting in. You know, it's like magazines like Grazia were putting it in as. Um, I got invited to um, the oh, what do you call it? The Fashion Week. I like fashion. Like I just I wear my little tiny little red shorts. <laughs> That's basically what I wear for nearly nearly everything sporty. And you know I don't have a great dress sense or anything. And you get invited to Fashion Week, and because of this kind of crazy thing that you've created, and 
it was like I'm, I'm, I'm saying that's the depth at, w- at which this kind of yeah it got to so hard uh, to step just... down from that isn't it when you're seeing the success and you're like wait a minute yes exactly is it up to me to... but I guess because you thought it would kill it you you thought stepping down before you've spoken to the other the other leaders and appointed them and it's such a credit to your leadership. I feel like when I used to go to it after you'd stepped down, it felt like it was the same thing. It felt like it had that essence. And um, they really took it on as like keeping your legacy. <laughs> I felt yeah. like, yeah. Definitely was. And that each each of the, 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 the initial four, because obviously like since then there's been 10, 15, 20 yeah. people that have taken on the, the weight of it and everything like that. I mean, yeah, but, and, and in terms of like leading some sessions, we're probably talking hundreds of people. Yeah, I've done a few. That was great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, I mean, you know, how fortunate are we to have people like you who can stand up there and just like give it absolute large and put loads of creativity into it and energy. And that's the, that's, yeah, that's, that's the thing that the leader needed to do is just because it's mm. 6 30 in the morning, no one's really awake you've just got to give so like that was the thing you were giving so much of your own energy yeah. and that just triggers it in other people and you know there and then it, and then it starts to roll and you know it, everyone starts triggering each other at that point and that's why it was just the energy levels you know most of the time i'm sure we had some dud sessions but no, it was pretty was consistent sky and- high yeah quid i'm curious though Obviously, you stepped down from Project Awesome. You said it felt like this huge relief. Like, how were you emotionally after you'd quit? Like, did what did it enable in your life, or what changed? Um, well, well, there's two things. Firstly, like, I think your own personal self. Just you, you, as soon as I said the word, the the curve changes. It starts going up rather than going down, and so my my own health just just changed and came straight back up again but then you also lose this identity of yourself. Like who are you if you're not the leader of project awesome? And um, you're, you're, I'm sure I went through a kind of re reevaluating what you stand for, who you are, all that sort of stuff. And, and you obviously I have a lot more time. I had a lot more time on my hands after that. So you, it allows you to start looking at, well, initially you're probably like, Oh God, what do I do my, do myself during this time. And then you, you find other projects that are, that, that start start probably in the same way as Project Awesome. You, you start I'm trying to start communities that help people. And, you know, money has never been a really strong driver for me, even though it really, really should be. But but what you've what you've got is this whole block of knowledge and experience from those years of doing Project Awesome. And if you start feeling a pattern, you can just be like, let's just quickly check, let's check in on yourself. Like, what are you doing right now? I was going to ask you that, like, what do you now know, having gone through the project or something, like, what do you look out for as warning signs that you're heading in that direction? I think kind of a manicness of where you're feeling. I mean, and I, I actually, it's quite interesting that I probably was, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, not nothing like what that was, but even today i kind of woke up and i'm like there's a lot of things going on and that's partly you know friends coming up to visit and uh, you know family and you know just just good 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 things mm-hmm. but i've also got a whole load of projects on that you know, just 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 need to keep a handle on and make sure you don't forget about them and a few little you know cool things that are happening that 
you just don't want to drop the ball on. So my brain is starting to think of a lot of things right now. And it, you know, that my, my go-to with that is like, which ones of these are important? No, you know, we, we don't, you don't have to do everything. You don't have to kind of keep everyone happy. Just focus on those ones that really, really matter. Yeah. And how do you feel when you look back at that time now, when you look back at kind of the early times of Project Awesome and that when it got difficult, like, yeah, what, what's your, how do you view it? Because this was what, 2017, 2017, when was it? Yeah, it's probably around, around that time. Um, yeah. Yeah, so like three or four years ago, five years yeah. ago maybe even. And, and it was, but it was, it, it, I, I look back on it, it was such fondness, like it's the best, best year ever. Mm. It was just um, incredible to be sat surrounded by such a cool gang and and like I was saying before it was like wasn't just that we were doing we'd all go skiing together or we'd go do races together like we I think um yeah we'd go and do it and the open mic open night, night. You didn't see you open mic nights we had so we had yeah. musical nights because I was like oh man we're all like athletic yeah. people but there's all these other hidden talents and I just like wanted everyone yeah. to have this um place to it express them like we're not talking people like you who have a way to express this side of you it's people who are really shy who are like oh I'll do sing a little bit but I, I like only to myself you're like well yeah. tonight you're starting your new life of being able to do it in front of everyone and and then after that we started doing um what do we call it we have called it spoken word I mean that night was spoken word and then there was uh, the unspoken word which we do art and stuff like this it's, we, had, we had and right at the beginning we had mm a kind of dinner club thing that we all would meet up at and it was really <laughs> it was really crazy that you, I managed to kind of I think at uni it feels yes, like exactly. it was <laughs> fully society it literally yeah. was it really really was and it just you know, a real amazing time of your life where just crazy awesome stuff is going on and just smiles everywhere and so I look back. I look back on it absolutely one hundred percent with fondness, and but you know, to me, and, and you just probably let's say not a month goes by where I don't think, oh, is it worth setting one up in Sheffield? Because I've moved up to Sheffield now. But mm. yeah, no, I don't think that. I, I I'll, I'll never say never, but I don't think that's nothing that's on the cards anytime soon. And where is Project Awesome Mass at the moment? Like, what is what's the current status? Well, I think it's been really lovely and surprising for me because you know. What it, for me is what it's all about is the, the the community and seeing people and engaging and hugging and high-fiving and obviously the last year and a half has been not about that at all and but but still it's maintained and there are, I've definitely seen some zoom uh, meetings where people were meeting up and doing their doing it in their in their garden or in their house or um, and they still kind of have the same format, but without the, just with virtual hugs rather than actual hugs. And, yeah. um, you know, there's pages and pages of people taking part. And that's, that's so lovely to see. Because, and, so and I'm nice. sure for, even if it's just one person, just that will have kept them afloat mentally during this, you know, what for a lot of people has been a real tricky year. And just to have that moment, you know, lots of people haven't been speaking to anyone. And you, to have that kind of, joyous moment with you know a few crazy folk is a um what will hopefully have just given them them that little bit little bit to keep them going it's amazing well well done yeah i think it's yeah it's so good to hear that exactly when to the 
I wanted to talk a little bit about um, sport and quitting. And I just, I'd be really curious your, yeah, your perspective on how do you know when to quit when you're doing something like that's endurance? So for example, you know, like a, a, I don't know, like a really long trail run, like what's the difference and what have you learned over the years between no, push through this, this is how you like get fitter and, and actually no, no, that's probably a good sign to stop. Do you know what I mean? Like, how do you navigate that? Yeah, I guess that's a, a, a super good question because I mean, I mean, with me and everything that I do in life, it's got to be fun because I'm living in the present. It's, uh, it's very hard for me to think, oh, this is going to be really good for your race in 10, 10 weeks time or something. And, and I do love it. I absolutely, I, I, it's, you've got this, you're pushing so hard that you can hardly breathe and your legs are screaming and everything about your body is saying stop. Like, you know, if, if you hadn't slowly built up to this level, you would literally think you're going to die. You'd think I'm going to, I'm going to be hitting death at some point soon. Uh, but you also know through experience that this is going to be amazing pleasure after like, you know, when you do finish and you do finish this last rep or whatever it is you're doing, it's going to feel like, insanely brilliant there's people around you you're going to be a, you, you're just going to not be able to stop talking because you've got so many um positive um endorphins and everything in your body but then but then yes there is that level of fatigue like over fatiguing yourself or you know that I'm, I'm very very i'm like a rubber ball i'm not very flexible but i um i don't often get injured so i I haven't experienced injury as quite so much, but definitely every now and again, you do get a niggle and you just, I, and I think, yeah, at that point, it's about looking after your body. It's, it's, I guess it's, it's getting to that level of with it, where it was with Project Awesome really. And it's like, okay, this is, this is starting to be too much. And you know, you need, you need to have break time to, to actually recover and get your energy back and everything like that. Yeah. That seems like a really key thing actually is that's consistent between both of these it's about the recovery. It's about the time to rest so that you can have the energy. It's not about stopping the energy altogether. It's just balancing it and making sure that you can, because what I was hearing is that you weren't getting anything back from Project Awesome. Well, you were getting back like the love and the community and like the connection, but after a while it was like, actually you were giving more than you got back. So if you're not getting back financial um, energy, you have yeah. to give yourself like rest energy and top up that way and I guess it's the same with um with competing and with races it's just making sure yeah you're getting the energy back somehow yeah I think that's a really good point and, and it, like even if you just talk even if you just talk about your your kind of the just just about the rest you just need you just I, I, I stopped getting that rest because I was supporting every everything everyone was doing so I wasn't getting that rest and if I managed to maintain that and like okay so I'm just only responsible Monday Wednesday Friday 6 30 in the morning and then you know making sure there's social media posts going out and stuff maybe if i'd left it at that then maybe i it wouldn't have become so much but it became you know every, everything became you know just just like load it in load it in load it and make it bigger and bigger and bigger and, and and so i wasn't getting any i wasn't getting any rest and you know eat and, and physical rest i stopped getting that where i wasn't getting enough sleep all that sort of stuff and i, I for me i think sleep is yeah if you if, if you're listening you're not getting eight hours sleep a night change what you're doing because you're not you're not able to be the best you if you're not having at least eight hours sleep a night it's uh you know it, I, I love um 
I can't remember there's a very famous book, isn't there? I've read it. And it's about, it, they talk about the fact that we're, we're humans. They're like evolution has, is, has been going on for so many years that when you're sleeping, you are very, very vulnerable to attack. Uh, when you're sleeping, you are not, you are not mating and reproducing. When you're sleeping, you're not eating or drinking or you're not sourcing, uh, sourcing anything like warmth or, you know, shelter or anything like this. So the fact that evolution hasn't bred out sleeping means you have to have it. It's, it's a crucial, it's, it's as crucial as those four other points. Like, and uh, if you, it's the same as if you don't, if you stop eating enough, you're going to, your body's going to suffer. And if you stop drinking enough, and it's, if you, you know, if, if, we, if we're not reproducing, the, the, the whole species is going to end. So, and it's kind of like, if we stop sleeping, the whole species is going to end. It's kind of like that. And, but, you know, I, bet, I suspect there's a whole load of mental health that is, circulates around that, that whole issue for, for many people. Holding on, letting go, know exactly when to I'd love you to share, like, if there's someone listening who's in a similar position that you were in, in terms of they set up a, a business that's such a passion project that they feel totally intertwined in, that it feels like unthinkable to step down from, but they're probably on some level recognizing that might be good for everyone as well. Like, what's your advice for how to navigate that? I think the first thing to just for everyone doing anything is if you're not looking after yourself, eventually you're not going to be able to look after anything. So prioritize yourself. If you, are, if you can approach anything at full, full energy, full security, and that does mean financial as well, then you are going to be an infinitely stronger person. And, it, and if it's starting to feel like it's too much, it's starting to break you, just think exactly uh exactly like what we're having with project awesome look at the people around you look at those people involved you know people love being asked to do something is it's, for you know for me i'm like what that's just crazy how would it be a compliment for you to ask someone to do something but it is and you, know, you feel special people people who you ask to help you right now will feel special because you've asked them and, and especially if you can ask them in a very open way, which is expressive of your emotions and what you are feeling as well. It's such a, such a massive compliment to them. And, and, but, but also you've got to think, you know, like what in the way I was thinking at that point is it might not continue. And, and if it, if, if these things don't continue, then it's, mm. it isn't the end of the world your health your happiness your well-being is 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 crucial and to and if that's what's needed then that's just what's needed but maybe and maybe before that kind of comes to a head bring someone who is very close to you and maybe even not even part of it just talk to them about it you know even ask a professional and just talk to them about what is going on in your life what's happening with your work and Try and get try what what you've got to try and do. Like I was in, I was stuck in the mud. I was like so deep within it that I was like, you know, I was going down to kind of quantum level of involvement and pull. The more you can pull yourself out of that, just for a, a small period, so you can breathe, think, mm. look at things as a big big picture, 
the, the clearer you're clearer the clearer your options are going to be and, and if that option is to stand down to uh, move away from something to pass it on to someone else or, or for the for the whole thing just to be switched off just don't don't think what you've done so far even if it's closed down is not going to kind of have an everlasting legacy in terms of your knowledge like your experience the, the experiences of all the people that are are involved whether that's one or 20 or or 200 that that, that lives on in them and whenever you especially if you're a creative, like sometimes you just don't want to let go, do you? And, but you know, the, the next thing you come up with all of these lessons, yes, some are going to repeat, you're going to make the same mistakes again, but some of them you're just going to be like, you're just going to, you're going to yeah. write it right at the very first moment. And um, it's going to like, you know, but my life now is like five years on or whatever it is since I was last um, involved with Project Awesome. Every single day there something good happens in my life because of project awesome and and that isn't because of i'm involved in it now it's because of my involvement then and um whether that's my own mental men, my my knowledge of myself or or of other people or just the the great things that come yeah from that community and you know I, i'm i'm organizing adventures all over the world now we're running across iceland we're hiking up to base camp at makalu one of the fifth highest mountains and who are the people that are coming on this mm. all those people from project awesome like you know they're a big core and if and that core then yeah. becomes the beating heart of it because those people know my vibe they know like i want people to have it having a great time and connect and all this sort of stuff and and they're living it before you even have to do anything so that's just that it is yeah basically don't worry do what you've got to do because it's all it's all going to be all right in the end I think, that, I think that's so beautiful and and i really yeah that that a lot of the time people are scared to quit because they think it negates the whole thing that they created they're like yeah. oh if i quit this it like nothing ever was like it was like a bad experience it's like no that's not true like you don't lose any of that and you you don't lose any of the skills that you gained through creating it. I think people think that they go back to zero, but actually you you just sidestep and you take all of that with you into the next stuff you do, all of that knowledge, all of the community you've created. So I think you're such a good example of that, of having, yeah, being brave enough to step down, but it's totally caught you. The community have caught you. They've and and what you birthed with Project Awesome had a, a heart, a, like a, a beating heart of its own. Like you, you, you actually could let it go, and it still had that essence that is so powerful. Yeah, but it took the. I think it's from the courage of you letting it go that it was able to do that. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And and it, and it and it that takes courage in itself. Like not to close it down took courage because you um it would have been much easier just to say no it's done now uh but yeah. you know because it's still there it's like um i guess if you were like take, going back to the addiction if you um get off um you know, so, say you've got an alcohol addiction or something like this and then you 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 kind of frequent play like <laughs> frequent the pub it's always there it's always on the side it is always yeah. on the side view and it takes time for you to completely let go. And it took time for me to completely let go. And, you know, of course I saw it on social media. I saw people posted about it, you know, little mini reminders all the time that that's your baby. And mm. um, but yeah, yeah. But, but, but really it, 
you know, if, if I can leave everyone with one lesson, that's just to be, you know, and, and that's kind of why I bring that up just to be pure to this, pure to yourselves, look and, and look after yourself. And, you know, like you don't, you don't have to be a reproduction of anybody else. And you don't have to, even, even if that other self is your, is yourself, you know, like I don't have to be the Dan that I was five years ago when I was doing Project Awesome. And you, you're like, we're all constantly developing, but being, being true to yourself and chasing things with all, all your passion is just such a brilliant, brilliant way to live. And yes, there are risks involved, but I, I would hate to think that like that would put anybody off taking those steps of enlightenment in in the future what a brilliant note to end on <laughs> all right dan thanks so much and um we'll put like your website in the show notes and stuff so people can and your socials people can stay in contact and find out more about what you're up to um are you still looking for people to join those adventures or are they sold out yeah yeah always looking for new people to build into new um little communities so yeah i definitely get on my social and if anyone's got any questions or anyone is in the same position i've been in at any point in my life or you just think i might be able to answer a question just fire them over because i i I love i really love people that's why this has all come about and um yeah even if that comes in the form of a question that's just amazing so amazing well thanks so much dan Amazing yeah. to chat to you about this. <laughs> uh, great, Sarah. I've really enjoyed talking about it. It's been quite cathartic. Thank you. Quid. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. To keep in touch with Danny, you can follow him on Instagram at Danny underscore Bent. And if you visit his website, dannybent.com, you'll also have links to all of the adventures he's running including the great norse run which is this august and i think there's still some places left he's also got an adventure grant available at the moment where he can sponsor someone to get started on an adventure of a lifetime so check that out on his website if you've enjoyed this episode we'd love to hear from you please share it on your socials and tag at knowing when to quit and yeah, just loved, always love to hear what resonated, what's, what's felt helpful. And if you know anyone who's going through a similar position as Danny was, please share it with them as it's always great to know you're not alone in these things. We'll see you next Thursday. We, just me, and <laughs> whoever my guest is next week. Um, have a lovely rest of the day. Bye. Letting go. Oh, it's so